This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsenault, and today's episode is presented by Aesthetic Magazine. A goal for 2021 is for the show to cover more film festivals than ever. Last year, we talked about TIFF, Hot Docs, Cinefest Sudbury, and Imaginative. This year, we want to cover all of them and then some. The first festival on our radar is the annual South by Southwest Festival that is normally held in Austin, Texas every spring. Last year, South by Southwest Festival was scheduled to occur just as COVID-19 fully brought its weight to the United States. It unfortunately meant that the festival didn't happen as planned. This year, they are able to still host it in full, albeit online. The film festival is just as big and grandiose as it is every year, and we have 10 films that are on our list as must-sees. Now, South by Southwest started out as a music festival. As such, music documentaries play a big part in the overall image, with both the opening and closing night films being music docs. South by Southwest also groups their films by categories, so every time a new category appears, I will uh, read the description that South by Southwest does provide. So the first is headliners, and two of the three are making the list. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about what happened that night. There's a lot that, that the public don't know. This is the first time that I've ever talked to strangers about this. I've had so much to say over the past two years. The first is Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, which was directed by Michael D. Ratner. And here's the description. Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil is a powerful YouTube Originals documentary event exploring every aspect that led to Lovato's nearly fatal overdose in 2018 and her awakenings in the aftermath. It is the world premiere and the opening night film. Now, the reason why I'm excited is because, you know, Demi Lovato's health struggles have been headlines for a while now, and we actually get an inside look into what caused and her recovery from her New York fatal overdose. And it's been four years since her last album release, but she still remains a, a pop icon. So it's going to be really interesting to see where this all goes. Now, like I said in the description, this is a YouTube's original documentary series, so they're only showing what I believe to be is the first episode of it, or the first few episodes, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, how long it is, all that sort of stuff. The other headlining one is Alone Together, which was directed by Bradley Bell and Pablo Jones Solar. And the description is, Charlie XCX, a pop star in quarantine, embarks on a whirlwind creative and romantic journey while making an album in 40 days that unites a community around the world. It is the world premiere in the closing night film. And the reason why I'm excited is Charlie XCX may not be the biggest household name in pop music, but she has a fervent online fan base that follows her every move as she changes what pop can be from the outside. Fans followed closely along to the making of her excellent album, How I'm Feeling Now, and now the world can see it too. Fans actually helped write one of the songs too, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this all sort of comes together, and we get to see an inside look on an album being made basically in real time. The next series of programming is 24 Beats Per Second, which showcasing the sounds, culture, and influence of music and musicians with an emphasis on documentary. And the film that I've selected from this is Under the Volcano, directed by Gracie Otto. I saw an in-flight magazine which talked about the Emerald Isle of the Caribbean, an island called Montserrat. The thing that struck me about Montserrat was that everybody was so friendly, and it's still like that. 
I think that was the chief reason why I decided to buy that property and start a high-tech studio on a remote island. Went back to England and everyone said how crazy I was. And of course I was crazy. And the description is, the story of George Martin's Air Studios, Montserrat, and the island that changed music forever, featuring interviews with Sting, Mark Knopfler, Nick Rhodes, Jimmy Buffett, Verdine White, Tommy Lomi, Stuart Copeland, Guy Fletcher, Midge Urey, and Roger Glover. And this is the world premiere. And the reason why I'm excited is because this is the Beatles producer, George Martin, who created a studio in the West Indies in 1979 and had albums by Elton John, Jimmy Buffett, Dire Straits, and The Police, and more were recorded there. It's interesting, though, because half the island of Montserrat is now unable to be accessed due to a large volcano on the island that threatens to destroy everything. After a hurricane in 1989 destroyed the studio, it was vacated, and now its story gets told. So this one's going to be really interesting because we're going to get, you know, I love classic movie documentaries, and, you know, George Martin basically created this studio in the middle of nowhere in the Caribbean where the island had very few modern amenities, and he built this top-of-the-line studio as a way for artists to sort of escape uh, some of the the hustle and bustle of where they would normally record in the U.S. or elsewhere. And some real classic albums were made, so it's going to be kind of cool to sort of hear everyone from their own words what this studio meant to them. Another series is the Documentary Spotlight shining a light on new documentary features, receiving the world, international, North American, or U.S. premieres at South by Southwest. And the movie that I've picked is Hysterical, directed by Andrea Nevins. And the description is, Hysterical is an honest and hilarious backstage pass into the lives of some of stand-up comedy's most boundary-breaking women, exploring the hard-fought journey to become the voices of their generation and their gender. Featuring Margaret Cho, Fortune Feimster, Rachel Feinstein, Marina Franklin, Nikki Glaser, Judy Gold, Kathy Griffin, Jessica Kearson, Sherry Shepard, Elsa Schusslinger, and more. Available on FX in 2021, and this is the world premiere. And the reason why I'm excited is, there's so many damn funny women in one film, it's impossible not to look at this as an absolute treat. From women that helped break through the male-dominated field in the 80s and 90s up to today, where women are some of the top-drawing comics in the world. There is nothing more interesting than listening to comics talk shop and breaking down how their profession works, and the people that they've selected to be in this movie has me really interested. All right, and then the last documentary one I'm going to cover is from the Documentary Feature Competition Selection, where there's going to be eight world premieres, eight real-world stories that demonstrate innovation, energy, and bold voices. And the movie I picked from this group is Lily Topples the World, directed by Jeremy Workman. For the past 82 days, I've been setting up my new domino record with 32,000 dominoes. This is a really special project because it's something that was made just for myself. It wasn't for a brand, it wasn't for some company, or even for YouTube really. It was a personal passion project where I truly got to build whatever my heart desired. It was a chance for me to pour all of my creativity into one massive project and make the most elaborate designs that I had always dreamed of. And the description is, Lily Topples the World follows 20-year-old Lily Havesh, the world's most acclaimed domino toppler and the only woman in her field, in a coming-of-age story of artistry, passion, and unlikely triumph. Executive produced by Kelly Marie Tran, and it's the world premiere. And the reason why I'm excited is, every once in a while there comes a, a documentary about a subject matter you didn't know existed, and it just changes your life. 
I didn't know that there was an entire industry of domino topplers and that there's only one woman working in it. And like who as a kid didn't make little domino trails to knock them over. So this definitely has piqued my interest significantly. Now, along with those five uh, documentaries that I just picked, the festival also has plenty of narrative films ranging from higher profile world premieres to midnight madness selections that push the envelope. And I've picked five narrative films to go with it. And the first one is from the narrative spotlight, which is high profile narrative features receiving the world international North American U S or Texas premieres at the festival. And the movie is the fabulous Filipino brothers directed by Dante Brasco. This is the second film we're doing now with signal out of the Philippines. So the first one was empty by design. And the second one, uh, we thought it was time for me to direct and it's a perfect piece. Cause it's about, um, it's based on stories from, from my family. And the description is, From Northern California to the Philippines, four brothers confront their issues with love, family, and culture surrounding a highly controversial Filipino wedding. Told in four vignettes with cockfights, adultery, romance, food, and family. And the cast list includes Dante Brasco, Derek Brasco, Dionso Brasco, Darian Brasco, and others. And the reason why I'm excited is because this is Rufio from Hook, who writes, directs, and stars in a film with his family in this coming-of-age tale that just seems jam-packed with adventure. The plot description is just so wild that you just can't help but say, well, I have to see if it lives up to the hype or not. And the next movie comes from the narrative spotlight category, which is high-profile narrative features receiving the world, international, North American, U.S., or Texas premieres at South by Southwest. And the movie I've selected is Swan Song, directed by Todd Stevens. Back when I was a little boy who always felt a bit different, I remember seeing this fabulous gentleman about town who always wore a matching pantsuit, a fedora hat, and a ring on every single finger. He smoked one of those long, brown, more cigarettes. When I was 17, I got up the guts to set foot in our local gay bar, the Universal Fruit and Nut Company. And there was Pat twirling on the dance floor. I stood there watching him sparkle like a proud peacock and realized it was okay to be me. And the description is an aging hairdresser played by Udo Kier escapes his nursing home and embarks on an odyssey across a small town to style a dead woman's hair for her funeral, rediscovering his sparkle along the way. And the cast list includes Udo Kier, Jennifer Coolidge, Linda Evans, Michael Yuri, Ira Hawkins, and Stephanie McVeigh. And it's the world premiere. And the reason why I'm excited is this is veteran German actor Udo Kier, who recently appeared in the international Brazilian hit Baccarat. And he leads the film that sounds campy as hell and is destined to be as ridiculous as it is fun. And when you add in Jennifer Coolidge and Linda Evans, you have something that's going to be seriously funny. And this is coming from a director who's made a lot of uh, spoof films in the queer genre. So it's going to be really interesting to sort of see how we meld uh, what looks to be a bit of a queer subject matter with with his highest profile film yet. Next up, we've got the 2020 Spotlight, which is exciting narrative, documentary and episodic projects from across our sections from the 2020 edition of the South by Southwest Festival. So one of the ones I've selected was Violet, which was directed by Justine Bateman. And the description is, a film development executive realizes that a guiding voice inside her head has been lying to her about everything. And the cast list includes Olivia Munn, Luke Bracey, and Justin Thoreau. And it's the world premiere. And the reason why I'm excited is that Justine Bateman is mostly known for being on the 80s sitcom Family Ties, or being the brother of Jason Ozark mastermind Bateman. But after a few shorts, she's on to her feature-length 
directorial debut that she wrote as well. And casting cult icon as Justin Theroux as The Voice that influences Olivia Munn should make for a nice non-traditional comedic film. And the next category is from Festival Favorites, acclaimed standouts and selected premieres from festivals around the world. And I chose How It Ends, directed by Daryl Wayne and Zoe Lister-Jones. And the description is, On the last day of Earth, one woman goes on a journey through L.A. to make it to her last party before the world ends, running into an eclectic cast of characters along the way, which includes Zoe Lister-Jones, Kaylee Spanny, Nick Kroll, Olivia Wilde, Helen Hunt, Lamorne Morris, Fred Armisen, Bradley Whitford, Charlie Day, and Whitney Cummings. And the reason why we're excited is Zoe Lister-Jones is becoming quite the underrated filmmaker. She directed the hilarious and underseen Band-Aid and mostly panned the craft legacy, but looks to make her most mainstream film yet. She also stars in the film with a who's who of hilarious people. If you enjoyed films like Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, then this one should be right up your alley. Plus, I may or may not have a crush on Lister Jones' Jen from Life in Pieces. And then the last film I'm going to talk about is from the Midnighters section, which is scary, funny, sexy, controversial, eight provocative after-dark features for night owls, and the terminally curious. And I chose The Spine of Night, directed by Philip Gillat and Morgan Galen King. And the description is... In this ultra-violent fantasy epic, ancient dark magic falls into sinister hands and unleashes ages of suffering onto mankind. A group of heroes from different eras and cultures must band together in order to defeat it at all costs. And the cast includes Richard E. Grant, Lucy Lawless, Patton Oswalt, Betty Gabriel, Joe Mantiginello, I know, don't know how to say his name, Larry Fessenden, Nina Lissandrello, Abby Savage, Tom Lipinski, and Patrick Breen into the world premiere. And why am I excited? I'm not going to lie. The plot description of this film sounds batshit insane, and it got my attention either rightly or wrongly. The film is a rotoscope animation done in the style of 1980s cartoons with a voice cast that is more than slightly baffling. I mean, Patton Oswalt and Lucy Lawless in the same film? But it's one that has me keeping an eye on nonetheless. Those are the 10 films we most have our eye on, but there are plenty more to choose from, so we have a few honorable mentions that are worth bringing up. There's Tom Petty, Somewhere You Feel Free, directed by Mary Wharton, which is drawn from a newly discovered archive of 16mm films showing Tom Petty at work on his 1994 record Wild Flowers, considered by many, including Rolling Stone, to be his greatest album ever. Somewhere You Feel Free is an intimate view of a musical icon. Introducing Selma Blair directed by Rachel Flight. Introducing Selma Blair is a deeply intimate and raw portrait of the actress after she is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and makes a valiant, risky effort to try to show the progression of her disease. For the acclaimed, yet often supporting actress, her starring role has finally arrived. She just has to show up and fully embrace herself. Language Lessons, directed by Natalie Morales. A Spanish teacher and her student develop an unexpected friendship with Natalie Morales and Mark Duplass in the cast. Broadcast Signal Intrusion, directed by Jacob Gentry. In the late 90s, a video archivist unearths a series of sinister pirate broadcasts and becomes obsessed with uncovering the dark conspiracy behind them, with the cast including Harry Shum Jr., Kelly Mack, Chris Sullivan, and more. Fucking with Nobody, a movie from Finland, directed by Hanalina Haru. Hannah is a film director. She loses her dream job to a rival Christian who is much more popular and not single. Thus, she decides to create a parody romance on Instagram to question the image one offers to society. The fake romance will have an unexpected effect. 
with including uh, the director Hanalina Haru in the cast, along others. That about wraps up our pre-festival coverage for South by Southwest. Make sure you go to sxsw.com to see the full list of movies playing. I was recently a guest on the excellent podcast Please Watch This, where I got to discuss one of my all-time favorite movies, The Master. Sam and Hugh were previously on the show on episode 135, Make Remake Citizen Kane and Mank, and also provided clips of their favorite films of 2020 in our year-end episode last month. Search Please Watch This on your podcatcher of choice, or check out the show notes. Stay tuned for next week when Naomi Wada-Platt returns to the show as we celebrate Japanese cinema in part one of an epic doubleheader. You can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ContraZoomPod. Make sure to visit ContraZoomPod.com for all your CZP needs. Today's show is presented by Aesthetic Magazine. Thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme music and to Stephanie Pryor for the logo design. If you could rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts, it will be a huge help for us to grow and find new listeners. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.